0: This is Drew here, I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down, this is Phoenix Down, episode number 65.0, and we're starting a new series, we're having Halloween in December, uh, because we had to miss out on October, but that's okay, this is our show, we can do whatever we want, <laughs> and we're playing through Dead Space 2. Uh, tonight I have with me Matt. Hello friends, it's good to be back. Yeah me and sophie we we handled our our stuff actually because we we divided alan wake into three episodes we did an episode took a week off did an episode took a week off and then did an episode uh throughout m- the month of november because well at thanksgiving and then you know she had to travel but it actually worked mm-hmm. out in the mm-hmm. end so we had a good time alan wake so i still enjoy that game
1: that's a good one i've got uh a- American Nightmare booted up on my PC. I was thinking about trying to knock that out before the end of the year just cuz I haven't touched it.
0: You most certainly can. That game American Nightmare is maybe 4 hours tops. Oh, really? Yeah. Um in fact, I would say American Nightmare is better than Alan Wake. What? Yes. See, I don't know anything about American Nightmare other than that I
1: heard it's more action focused, less atmospheric. So, I figured I was going to like it much less than Alan Wake. Well, here,
0: the thing is about Alan Wake, and uh, the combat was the big issue with with Alan Wake, and because Alan Wake was like ten hours long, the combat uh, got so stale. But yeah. because it's a smaller game, it never gets stale. So I I really enjoyed American Nightmare. Plus, I liked like the the whole premise of it, which is well, I don't want to ruin it, but you're you're kind of stuck in a time loop.
1: Mm. Oh, I love anything that sounds like Groundhog Day.
0: Yep, that's exactly what this game is. So excellent!
1: I want to see that new horror movie that's like that. Also, Happy Death Day.
0: Happy maybe? Death Day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Dead Space Two. You might
1: call it the Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Yeah, there we go. Our our personal Nightmare Before Christmas. We are playing through Dead Space Two. Uh. Dead Space 2, uh, originally released, uh, January 25th of 2011, uh, in North America. It came on, uh, PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Uh, I am playing the PS3 version. Matt, I believe you are as well, right? Uh, I certainly am. Okay. Um This was, the, this was the last game I
1: might have bought the special edition for. It's the one that turned me off from special editions.
0: Is that the one that came with the, uh, the plasma cutter? Yeah. The, stupid the, the little chintzy
1: little. Pl- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing with my life that this piece of garbage is something I just paid extra money for?
0: Yeah. I was. I distinctly remember uh, going to the GameStop because I had pre ordered this game because I absolutely loved the first Dead Space. Yeah, me too. Um, and uh, I distinctly remember the guy in front of me getting the special edition. He opened it up in the store and pulled out the, the, the plasma cutter. And I was like, and you can see the disappointment in his face too. And I was just like, Yeah, I'm so glad I don't do that. But um but yeah, uh came out in twenty eleven, early twenty eleven, uh developed by Visceral Games, uh and published by Electronic Arts. Uh Visceral Games made the first Dead Space. They also did Dead Space Two and I believe Dead Space Three. I could be wrong. Um I can I can click on it. Why not? I'll take a look. Yep, yeah, they did. They did. Um, so, yeah, uh, unfortunately, De- uh, Visceral Games is no longer around.
1: Yeah, Dead Space 3 did not sell as well as it was expected to, yeah. despite getting good reviews.
0: Uh, Visceral Games also did uh, Army of Two, Devil, The Devil's Cartel, which was not very good. Or, or, well, it was not thought to be very good. And then Battlefield Hardline, they helped work on that as well um the last game that they were working on was actually going to be a uh standalone kind of a single player star wars game um ea recently actually um said that they were going to cancel that game and turn it into a um what what, what they call it uh a I, I, they Somebody said liking it to Destiny, where it's kind of like an MMO-ish kind of thing. Uh, EA has been getting a lot of flack lately, and I think for good reason. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately,
1: they have to drag Star Wars into it.
0: They drag Star Wars into it, and they also shut down Visceral Games because of it, which yeah. means we'll never get another Dead Space. Um, so, yeah. Uh, our history as we do at the beginning of every episode is, or every series is, um, what are we going to talk about with dead space two? Because I have, I have my story and Matt, your story is very similar. Um, let's just go at Matt. Go ahead and tell me your history with dead space two. Uh,
1: my, my history with dead space two was really that I loved dead space one. Um, I, I, it, t- to me, it was essentially what the new Resident Evils were to be for me. I mean, they were dark, scary, moody. I mean, it clearly feels like Resident Evil 4 uh, in the, in sort of the way you move, the over-the-shoulder. So I, I really liked Dead Space 1, real amped up for Dead Space 2, bought it day one, bought the special edition, uh, really hated that gun.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but on the other hand, one of the other reasons I bought it was it came with that another Dead Space game, Dead Space Extraction, which used the PlayStation Move, which was pretty cool. Uh, so there's some redeeming quality of the limited edition version. And I feel like I did this game a disservice because I, I was into it. I played it. I, I think, if I remember correctly, I got... Maybe about two-thirds of the way through the game. And just got stuck in a room where I happened to have no ammo. Mm -hmm. And you can't survive very long trying to punch and stomp your way through this game.
0: Do you remember the room? Was there a lot of shipping containers? Mine, if I remember
1: it correctly, it was like a side room. It was open. It was like a catwalk over... I don't know, over some space, like a second floor, a cat, an elevated catwalk. Mm-hmm. And so they were coming up like the sides of it onto the catwalk toward me. Right. And I, I remember I, I walk into this room with maybe three shots. That's it. And just couldn't progress. I probably tried it. Maybe I didn't do it quite the justice it deserved. But I probably tried it eight or ten times and just didn't even come close. I mean it's not – you know, to, to me, the best kind of difficulty is it, I, the first time I encounter something, I lose miserably. And then I try it a couple more times, and I get progressively farther each time so that I'm getting better. I'm adapting to the situation. That was just not possible here. There was no ammo. You can't melee your way through it. And th- there was just no hope. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just – I never went back, and then I lost all my saves, so – that was long, long after the fact, but I, I just I was unable to progress, put it down, and then never even thought about touching Dead Space three because I hadn't finished Dead Space two. Right. So it it ruined me on a series that I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm hoping we can push through it this time, which I'm I'm feeling good so far. So I I'm optimistic that I will not encounter such a shitty save state.
0: So. I did the. I had the exact same issue you did, um, but there was a few alterations. I bought this game day one. I played through Dead Space one multiple times. Absolutely loved it. It was. A, it, I, I remember it was one of the first third-party games that that I bought on the PlayStation Three. Um. And I don't know why I was like okay because I was a big 360 player. I had I had a bunch of 360 games, but I was like Dead Space Two. You know what? Let's get it on PS3 just to see what it was. And I think it was one of the earlier games that had trophies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely loved Dead Space One. I was like, I'm so ready for a horror game. I am so ready for, and it was different. You know, it was like in most horror games are. You know, we were used to zombies. You know, or, or Resident Evils and Mansions, or the Cityscape and stuff like this. Yeah. This is like Event Horizon kind of stuff, and terrifying, and <laughs> and absolutely terrifying. I'll never forget. It's in Dead Space One, but there's a part in that game where, uh, you fight a bunch of the Necromorphs in a room, and you kill them all and as you're walking around the corner, another one just kind of hobbles right around the corner at you. That scared the ever loving shit out of me. Um And I like, th- there was so many good moments in dead space one. And I will say dead space one was more geared toward the survival horror aspect of it. While dead space two, I feel is a little bit more actions focused.
1: Yeah. And both of them really like t- to me. Another thing that set it apart was the whole idea that, you need to aim your shots more than just take them down. You want to really dismember them in the right way to use less ammo to kill them. Yeah. And I, I always thought that was cool because you're using, you know, like machinery, like plasma torches and welders and rivet guns, you know, that type of weapon I thought was really cool.
0: That's that's one of the coolest things that I love about Dead Space is that, and we'll get into it uh, when we talk about the story and the characters, but um, you really did kind of feel like an every man in this kind of stuck in this horrible situation, um, which I should talk about dead space one, because, you know, we're playing the second game. Um, and the reason why we are is because we never finished it. This is Phoenix down. That's what we do. That we go back and finish the backlog. And this has been on my backlog for, for six years. So, um, dead space one, you play as a man named Isaac Clark. Uh, he is an engineer, he is a, he's a he's your standard guy he's a welder you might as well just say uh he does grunt work to work on um space station stuff like that this takes place in like god it's way in the future um, 2508 2508 um we've moved out to space um earth is still there but they never really talk about it that much um but isaac uh he's actually going to the uh what was it the it's not Hiroshima. it's um ishimura ishimura yeah it's a space station called the ishimura which is a mining station uh and it's based on uh, uh it's floating above a planet or a moon i can't remember um out in space and what they're doing they're mining for or different types of ore from this planet and it's kind of floating above it it's a planet cracker yeah the planet which cracker. I was
1: just that phrase is is pretty cool anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they're mining it for resources. Um, and uh, they come... They, they don't really know what happened, but there's sort of a distress signal coming from the place. Uh, they said that they have a lot of uh, hull damage, and there's... Um, originally they thought it was debris from the planet that had um, kind of damaged it. So they sent a crew to go, basically, repair it. Uh, Isaac was one of the repair men that were supposed to go repair the, uh, the ship. Uh, it just so happened that Isaac's wife, or, or girlfriend, it wasn't his wife, it was his girlfriend, she was based on, on the, uh, on the planet cracker. So he would figure this would be a good reason to go visit her, say hey, she he hadn't seen her in months, you know, they, they've been stationed out there for so long. So he joins the crew. And travels there. When he gets there, he finds out that that's not really the case. There's some type of alien outbreak. Um, apparently, while they were cracking this planet or moon, they found an ancient alien artifact. Um, and what it did was it released some type of, I'll say a virus. um, Yeah. Some kind of infection, some kind of infection, uh, onto the, the ship and space station, everything. And it infected a lot of the people. Uh, what it does is it basically mutates dead tissue and reanimates it, which is why they call them the necromorphs. Um, so anybody who died, comes back as this abomination of a human being that has like uh, you know, uh, pincers and and uh, sometimes tentacles and it's just really nasty stuff um and they but there were some surviving members of the crew who figured out that the way to kill them is actually by dismembering them uh if you can cut off enough of their limbs they they eventually just die because they can't replicate um so that's what we do. Uh, Isaac is the pretty much the lone survivor of this. He tries to find his his uh girlfriend. Uh unfortunately what he is seeing of his girlfriend is actually a vision brought by that ancient artifact. Uh what, what do they, they call it? the the marker. The marker. It's like a big spire um yeah. in in the ground that they find. Um it it messes with people's minds, makes them see things that aren't really there. Um it also uh can influence people. Um so uh his unfortunately his girlfriend is dead along with everybody else on the ship. He is the only one that survives. Um if I remember correctly in Dead Space One they had kinda like that bullshit trick ending where he's escaping and all of a sudden something jumps out at him at the very end. And if the black seems right. Yeah. they I guess they explain that as that was just a another vision hallucination yeah hallucination um which we see a lot of in dead space 2. uh so and what what I should say is that um what I really liked about dead space one and this game is that Isaac Clark is not a soldier he's not a he's he's not a badass you know marine or anything like that he's a construction worker so when he was stuck on that space station with a bunch of aliens trying to kill him, he used what he had, which was a welder and a plasma cutter. Um, and he uses, basically, construction equipment to fight against these aliens, and I always thought that was really cool. Um, so we cut to Dead Space 2. Uh, and luckily dead space two has a little thing at the bottom of the menu saying previously on dead space one. So you can watch that. And I watched that just to refresh myself. Yeah, me too. Um, but with Dead space two, it's actually three years later. I think. Yeah. Um, three years after the events of dead space one, uh, Isaac finds himself in basically a mental institution. Um, he's being interviewed by, uh, well, it seems like a doctor or an orderly. He acts more like an orderly than a doctor. Um, and man, that guy's voice sounds so familiar to me. You know that doctor at the very beginning. Yeah. Why does I that don't... voice sound so familiar to me? Hmm. I'm gonna look him up. I have to because I, like this is what this show is about. We have to explore things. Dead Space Two. Yep, I know who he is. Uh, he, he was actually... Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He typically plays military men. His name is Rick Kramer. Um, he was in...
1: Is that a different voice actor than the first game? Was he in the first
0: game? I don't think so. He's been a bunch of stuff. Uh... Oh, come on. I know him from something. I'm trying to find it. I don't know. This is taking up too much time. But I know him um anyway, that doctor is interviewing him, trying to uh uh figure out what's wrong with him. He's been uh in that uh institution for three years ever since it he he made it back um and uh Isaac sees visions constantly uh mostly of his dead girlfriend, and it's always talking about uh making everyone whole um Sometimes those visions are kind of freaky, because his girlfriend's got this messed up face, and there's light coming out of her eye sockets and mouth, like the deadlights. Yeah. Um. So yeah, um, this is where it all begins. Basically, um, he's put back into his uh, room or chamber and is woken up by a catastrophe, people yelling, stuffs blowing up. He doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember anything and there's a guy there pretty much like unhooking him. And he's like, here, I'm, I'm here to get you out. He's like, what's going on? He's like, they've invaded like the, the, the necromorphs are back and they've taken over this space station. It's been three I, years.
1: I like how there's so much else in the Dead Space universe between like the animated movies. There's a two or three other, like, console games, one or two, uh, like, cell phone games, I think. So there's just a lot of other instances of Dead Space. And a lot of the main characters in this game come from other games. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I Uh, have not played very – I've seen most of the animated ones. I don't know. Are there three? Two or three? There's a few. I think I've seen two. Uh, But this this guy from the beginning is apparently the protagonist of –
0: Dead Space Ignition. Yeah. And then I think the woman from Dead Space Extraction makes an appearance.
1: Yep. And Nolan Strauss is the main character of Dead Space Aftermath. Yeah. So kind of cool how they're all tied together.
0: Um, so, uh, yeah, but this guy is coming to rescue him. He's trying to untie him. Unfortunately, a Necromorph sneaks up behind him and stabs him in the face. And he dies, and so now Isaac is still in a uh, straight jacket, and he's trying to run away from all these necromorphs that are coming after him. Jesus, yeah. <laughs>
1: what what an intro to a game after not having played the first game in six or seven or eight years.
0: Yeah, it's 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 nuts. I'd say for probably the what the first fifteen minutes of the game, you can't even attack. Yep. You're running around in a straight jacket.
1: What I can do is walk towards a door and then find out it's not the right door. And it doesn't open for me. And then I get stabbed to death by a necromorph over yeah. and over again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have died because of dumb things like that in this game so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most
1: of the time I die, it's like the game might as well have been a series of quick time events. Because as soon as you make a wrong move, you just die immediately.
0: Yeah so uh the the one thing I didn't mention in my history with this game is um how I played it so <laughs> uh, there are multiple difficulties to dead space um the uh, there's like normal um i think there's normal hard zealot and what's the other mode I saw it. Yeah,
1: there's one that's unlockable, right?
0: Yes, that's hardcore mode. Hardcore. Um, hardcore mode is very interesting. Uh, if you play hardcore mode, you only get to save the game three times throughout the entire playthrough. <laughs> You're only allowed three saves, uh, and there are save stations around this this the, the whole game. You, like that, you can't just save anywhere. Um. And that always kind of like, ooh, I'd like to try that. But uh, when I first bought this game, uh, I was still living with my roommates at the time. And one of my roommates, he saw me start the game. And he and he's like, uh, you should play it on Zealot mode. And I was like, why? And he's like, don't be a wuss, just do it. <laughs> and so I selected Zealot mode. And I played through a good, well over half the game on Zealot mode. Let me tell you something that's hard that's really really hard uh, and I got to a point where I had very little health I had very little ammo and I was surrounded by guys I never finished it I couldn't make it out of that room and other things came out and I abandoned the game which is why I want to come back and play it Yep. Uh, but yeah back to the story uh, eventually we run back into the doctor that was interviewing us, and we find out this doctor is not the nicest person in the world. He has kind of tortured some of the people, uh, both through, like, uh, psychological torture as well as, like, heavily medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he's just not a nice guy. We run back into him, and he's kind of lost his mind. He's holding a knife or a scalpel, um to uh, Isaac and... You know, uh, mumbling all that kinds of stuff and Isaac's like, Look, dude, just just let me go. Yeah, yeah cut me out of the straitjacket. Yeah, we can survive this shit. And uh he cuts Yeah, we think he's about to stab him. We think we stink we think he stabbed uh Isaac uh but he actually cuts him out of the straitjacket and then he proceeds to um continue it. cutting. Yeah. <laughs> he he slits his own throat and then falls over dead. Don't get used to the characters in this game. Because they will probably die. Um, yep. Uh, throughout this first chapter, we're actually getting talked to on via uh, a radio. or They have an interesting way of showing people talking. So instead of just hearing radio chatter, you actually see their face kind of like in a hologram form. And uh, we're actually talking to another person... Uh, it's a person who is, um, uh, was working for the guy who was rescuing us to begin with. Um, well, we find out that we're actually on a Titan, which is one of Saturn's moons. Um, and that's where the, um, they were doing another planet crack, I believe, on Titan. Uh, let's see here.
1: Yeah, so basically he gets contacted by two key
0: people. Yes. Uh the first one being uh an insane person who was also in um in the in- in asylum with him, basically another patient. Um and you said that was he was the protagonist of Dead Space Aftermath,
1: Aftermath. which I think was one of the the animated movies, right? I
0: can't remember. I believe it was. Anyway. Um, Strauss is his name. Yep. Also came out in 2011. Okay. Uh, yes, he is. Um, yeah, he is, apparently he is from Dead Space Aftermath. Uh, who endured treatment similar to Isaac's. Um, but he's also being talked to. Now, he runs into him. Uh, but get separated from him. Uh, but he's being contacted via, uh, I'll call it a telecom um, by a woman named uh, Dana. Yep. Dana Le Guin. And uh, she's saying that, Hey, we're a rescue party trying to get you out of here. Not only are the necromorphs running around, just killing indiscriminately, but there's also the earth, the earth government, I can't remember what she calls it. The EarthGov?
1: Is this where the, the, the CEC?
0: Is it the CEC?
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't find where it says what it stands for, but it's...
0: Yeah, EarthGov Gunships. So it's the EarthGov. Um, are actually there to kill Isaac. So we also have that going for us. Um... And the first, I'd say the first uh, three chapters of this game is basically, uh, Dana kind of directing Isaac of where to go to meet up with her.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because there's not a whole lot of story to this point in the game. No. And it's weird because you get, you get thrown into it in the middle. So Dead Space 2, I feel like you should play it right after Dead Space 1 because they do have the intro, what happened in Dead Space One, but as far as this game goes, there's really no introduction. You wake up in the middle of some shit, and you start running. Literally, is like first thing you do, and that's all you do. Like you said, for the first, you know, hour or two of the game is is just follow directions and escape from Necromorphs, get some guns, find some save points. There's not really anything story wise happening.
0: Yeah there There is some things kind of in in and around the the environments that you can kind of pick up on there's obviously audio logs and text logs and stuff like that uh but uh in the three years that Isaac has been in this mental institution which he can't remember um and uh, Dana explains to him that he has some sort of uh it's like it's it's a lot like dementia. Uh, where he can't remember things and it's going to kill him but there is a cure for it uh if she gets if he gets to her in time she can she can cure him of it um and that's basically what we're trying to do is get to her so we can kind of hopefully get our memories back on top of cure whatever's about to kill us uh but around the environments especially uh when you get to the church part um you start to realize that things have happened in the past three years. Um, people have like statues that are pretty much representative of the, the spire, the markers that were from the first dead space.
1: Yeah. And moreover, there's all kinds of graffiti on the walls that are sort of tributes to the marker.
0: Yeah. Yeah and you start to realize that the marker has basically spread throughout space and people are starting to worship it and go along with whatever it is um and that like I thought that was kind of unique how they how they handled that because originally it was just like oh you went through like a museum part and you could click on it and listen to to the um kind of like the audio and it's mm-hmm. the museum is basically talking about like in this year we found this and then everybody developed this church of the, the marker. And so I was like, Oh, so they're, they're believing in this thing now and worshiping it. Yeah. Unitology. That's their religion, right? Yeah. Unitology. Um, so uh, how do you want to talk about this? Cause it's mainly just action. It's mainly just getting from one place to the other uh, yeah
1: I mean that, that's that's that is really all it is there's a lot of go through a couple of corridors, go up uh, an elevator, yeah and go down an elevator <laughs> uh,
0: so let's talk about some of the mechanics um, we all know uh, that um, we use uh, basically welding tools and uh, different types of of uh, construction equipment to dismember the necromorphs. Um he's got the plasma cutter, which is like your standard pistol. Um very effective though. Um every weapon has a alternate fire. So the plasma cutter's alternate fire is actually he turns how it aims. So uh when you first aim the gun, it's basically gonna shoot a line shot uh vertically. But if you hit the ultimate fire, it turns horizontally. So when you're aiming at something, you want to take out its leg, you turn it horizontal, shoot its leg out. It falls over, then it starts crawling towards you. Then you turn it back, shoot the arm off, shoot the head off, stuff like that. Shooting a head off on an enemy in this game doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It still keeps coming. Um One of the best things, one of the things I absolutely love about the Dead Space series is Isaac Clark um, still can fight if he doesn't have ammo? It's not very effective, but it is so fucking satisfying. Yeah, he has. I go a, crazy a, stomping on those bodies. <laughs> he has a stomp that is so visceral. Yeah, and so, like and like the way he sounds when he does it. I mean, he's like you. You just feel it. Yep. Because he's wearing that mask. He has like this welding mask on, so it's muffled. And he's like, Ugh! it's so good. And body parts go flying. And body parts are flying all over the place. Uh, and you kind of need to stomp on stuff because, hey, stuff may not be dead. It may just be pretending to be dead. Also, you get more ammo out of them that way. It's true. Uh, it says the game tips. It says uh stomping on dead corpses. We give you credits or ammo or health packs, stasis seems packs. like, Seems like only
1: necromorph corpses, though. I've never gotten anything from stepping on a body, a human body corpse. It's
0: true. But there is something to stepping on a human body because there's an enemy we encounter a little bit later on um, that will attach itself to a dead human huh. and turn it into a necromorph. Uh those are fun because they look like winged bats. Yeah, or manta rays or something. Yeah, like manta rays, like fleshy manta rays who flap onto a dead body and bring it back to life and turn it into a necromorph. Uh I feel like some of the enemy design in this game is fantastic. Um uh real early on you go through what looks like a mall and uh ah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like the toy store and these fucking horrible sounding little naked children with like claws start It's a good
1: foreshadowing though. Yeah. With the uh, with the toy store and everything there.
0: Yeah. And they they start coming at and I mean they come in droves. It's like an army of naked babies running at you with claws and if they get on top of you it sucks. Uh, luckily one shot will kill them and you don't have to dismember anything but the sound those things make is f- creepy that it's so creepy because it is it sounds like a child screaming and it's oh man visceral games <laughs> visceral games like they also did uh Dante's inferno which Dante's inferno got a lot of heat because it said it's just a god of war clone And while it may be a God of War clone, it's still a good game. Yep. The level design and the enemy design in Dante's Inferno was so freaking good. And so creepy and disturbing. And they do it so well. Visceral Games knew how to do creepy atmosphere. Yeah, creepy action horror. (laughs) Yeah. It's so freaking good. Um, You know, they've got the enemy that has the the one big arm that if you shoot it, it explodes. Those are real satisfying to hit. Don't shoot them when they're close to you though. (laughs) Cause Isaac is one of those guys where like, you know, in in a lot of games you may get stunned or damaged, but you're still on your feet. Isaac will fall over at any given moment. And when he stumbles, it sucks. You know, you, you, and they, they try to make it everything that he does. You feel. Yep. And which uh, you
1: should, I mean, he's wearing a pretty heavy suit.
0: Yeah. He's wearing this really heavy suit that has like, uh, armor on it. it. It's originally a welding suit, uh, that he can use for also when he goes, um, you know, like, uh, zero gravity or, uh, even out in like the vacuum of space, he's able to breathe in it. um, that's another thing that I, I absolutely love is the sections where you're at zero gravity. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, in most games you just kind of float. Um, it's so it's so hard to explain the zero gravity in Dead Space Two, because you get so disoriented and discombobulated when you are in zero gravity. Yeah, because you're using your magnetic boots. Yes. And so normally you just think, oh, he's floating, and then you can go up and down and forward and back. No, if you go up and forward and then turn around, you're now upside down from where you were, and it is so disorienting. But I love it because it's yeah. like that's what it would really be like if you were in zero gravity.
1: And the controls actually not as terrible as I expected in zero G in, yeah. the, in the game because you kind of have – Uh, you kind of have like suit jets so you can, you can maneuver yourself around.
0: Yeah. They do the, they do a really good job when you're in the vacuum too, of everything's silent. Yep. You just hear your footsteps. That's about it. Yep. Um, and they've, they've used that to make some scares happen too. When you encounter like a a necromorph and you can't hear it. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, no I feel like visceral games like this is like their this is their their magnum opus basically,
1: yeah, I mean yeah the the atmosphere is so good, the only thing I wish they would have done a little bit more, especially in this game is spread out some of the the repetition a little bit, make it maybe a bit more like Bioshock, yeah, where. You know where you discover things a little more. This game it it does tend to get a little bit corridor to corridor to another corridor, and and it changes it up. I I think that the pacing is really well. I wouldn't say really good. I would say really fast in this game. <laughs> I actually wish that they would have just just slow the slowed, pacing down slowed a little bit. Slow it down. Yeah. Yeah, because it's you know there's boss battles, there's arena style rooms with multiple enemies but i mean the game's so quick i mean there's so many chapters each chapter only takes like 30 or 30 or 40 minutes maybe
0: not even that i mean like i i started today i told you i was like i was about halfway through chapter 2 and i sat down today and in an hour and a half i did three chapters and i was like wow that was really quick yeah
1: yeah so ha- half half hour per chapter um and I almost just wish they had seeded a few more sections that were two to five to eight minutes where, you know, it's all visual and you just discover some things. I mean, it's in there, but it's in there in such a fast-paced manner that, you know, if they had just done a, a little bit more, I, I would have even liked this game a little bit more. I, and I do like it, but even in the first five chapters we played, I mean, again, you, you hit the ground running from the start and, and it never really lets up. There's not a whole lot of cutscenes. Most of the communications happen kind of while you're walking. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a densely packed game, but maybe could have just just stretched it just a little bit more.
0: One of the other things um, that Visceral Games did really well is that there is no HUD in this game. Uh, There is no heads-up display displaying your health or your ammunition left. It's all done in the game. So, uh, Isaac's suit, uh, his, basically his spinal cord has, um, a light that goes, you know, from bottom to top. And, uh, every time you get hit, it goes down just a little bit. It eventually changes color. Yellow, you're, you're getting close to, you know, you're, you're wounded. Red, you're close to death. Um, his stasis module is right on his shoulder, so you can read how much of your stasis you have left. His ammo, when he holds up the gun, a holographic number pops up, showing how much ammo he has left. Everything is done in real time. So while I'm sitting there looking through my inventory, I could easily get attacked by a Necromorph.
1: Yep, it's all in the world.
0: You're never safe. Even when you're
1: bringing up your inventory. Yeah, it's like a whole hologram of your inventory. Yeah,
0: you are never safe in this game. Um, now granted, there are times where you know there are no enemies. Uh, this game really loves to throw the, the really high pitched, loud, uh, horror music. <laughs> and when you kill everything, it just stops. Yep. So you know there's no enemies left. Um, but there's, like, the game, has tricked me before into thinking, Oh, I'm 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 safe here, I'm going to the store and then something's fucking behind me.
1: Yeah, I got caught in this game after the scene you mentioned with the little razor blade fingered babies. Yeah. After that I think something shuts down and then there's a few moments of nothing happening and then you get some of the the uneven armed guys with they're just kind of dragging the orange arms. Yeah. A couple of those come into that same room and I wasn't really expecting
0: them. So, um, the other mechanic that I can talk about is, uh, the upgrade system. So, uh, I can't remember if this is in Dead Space 1 or not, but, uh, Dead Space 2 has pretty much a skill tree for every weapon and his suit. Um, you find or can purchase from stores power nodes, uh, power nodes, uh, you use to upgrade your weapons and your armor. But you can also use Power Nose to enter uh, specific doors that require them. Uh, Usually when you open those doors, you're going to get something really good. Either a lot of credits, a lot of ammo, health packs. Sometimes you can get schematics that you can then take to the store. And now you can buy that stuff at the store.
1: Yeah, it's almost always worth opening those doors, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, In fact, the fact that we're going by, I've looked at it a couple of times. He mentions Always carry a power node on you. Always. Um, because you, when you see a door that requires one, use it there. Um, leveling up, or not leveling up, but powering up his, his armor and weapons is really cool. Um, y- you can increase the capacity, you can increase the damage, uh, you can, uh, give him more hit points, uh, you can, uh, have him more give him more air when he's in uh, uh vacuum uh his stasis module which i haven't talked about that um uh, it can last longer or has more of a charge uh so uh isaac's suit comes equipped with a stat uh, stasis um shot which basically he can freeze stuff for a short period of time it doesn't fully freeze them it slows them down into a stasis you can do that with necromorphs that are like kind of chasing after you slow them down then you can easily take aim and shoot their limbs off and it's kind of satisfying to have them in stasis for a while and shoot all their limbs off and they just fall to the ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> when the stasis ends
1: yeah there's really the two there's two abilities outside of the weapons there's the telekinesis as yep. well as the stasis
0: yeah Uh, The Kinesis is really cool because you can use their own limbs against them, uh, which I have done on a few occasions. Yep. Um,
1: And then one of my favorite things about this game is that the game leverages those two abilities into sort of environmental puzzles. Yes.
0: And it's really well done. Yep. Uh, I just wish there were more of them.
1: Yeah, I wish there were more. I wish they were maybe a little bit more involved because a lot of the times it's just move these three things out of the way or pick up the battery on the floor and stick it in its battery hole. And that's, that's pretty much the whole puzzle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think the, the most complicated one was when where you had to stasis, the anti-gravity machine and then pull pull the things down that holds it into place. Yeah. Uh, which that comes up, good God, that comes up, uh, close to the end of chapter five. Yep.
1: So, but before we get there, I mean, you mentioned the, this sort of skill tree upgrades for the weapons, what, what weapons are you using, and which ones are you planning to use, and what kind of upgrades have you put on them?
0: All right, so I – you know, as much as I've upgraded, I've done the uh, plasma cutter a decent amount because I'm constantly getting tons of ammo for it. Uh, I upgraded the line gun a few times, uh, but I've actually started upgrading the pulse rifle, which is the only – military weapon in the game, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm now wearing the the security suit that gives 5% more damage using the pulse rifle. Uh, Uh, Did you get the security suit?
1: I did not get that suit. And now I don't remember where it was that I missed it. I was full. And right after that, I decided I I don't care if I'm full. I should drop something and pick this up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I, I did not get it. Ooh, you still have a chance to get a better suit than the security suit later on. But, yeah, the security suit's really nice because it has better armor. It also has a better carrying capacity. So your inventory is a little bit bigger.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you what options there were to increase
0: inventory. Uh, that's the suits you, you get. Um, just, uh, just finding the schematics for the suits and buying them at a store will increase, you know, certain suits have better carrying capacity. Hmm.
1: I wonder where the next one is I can get.
0: I don't know. I'm sure we'll probably get it in the next episode. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm using the plasma cutter. I'm using the line gun. I'm using the pulse rifle. And then it was a pre-order bonus. It's called the rivet gun. Yep. The rivet gun is useless.
1: See, I've actually been using it because up until you get sort of the pulse rifle, it's the only – or it's the most rapid fire Yeah, of the weapons. And that, that seems to be the one I get all the ammo for. So as much as I want to stick it in that extra inventory slot, you're like safe, and then not even use it, I keep getting ammo for it. And when it comes to uh, those little floppy amoeba-looking things or – the little kid aliens. Yep. The kid necromorphs.
0: I end up using the rivet gun just because it's faster
1: than my plasma cutter.
0: That's true. Um, I've I've pretty much decided to get rid of the rivet gun. I'm going to replace it with something. Maybe the, yeah. Uh, maybe the, um, the ripper.
1: I yeah, got, I might do that. I picked up the schematic for that.
0: Yeah, I got the ripper and there's another. There's the javelin thrower. Which uh, is fun because you can impale the necromorphs to walls.
1: Is that when you shoot the javelins? Is that about the same power level as all of the spikes that are laying along the ground?
0: I want to say yes,
1: because those those are pretty fun in the same way that they really knock a necromorph all the way back to the wall.
0: They but the 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 good thing about the javelin thrower is that you can upgrade it to do yeah. a lot to do a lot more. Uh, The line gun is so much fun. Yeah. That line gun, it's like, it's basically a bigger version of the plasma cutter where it shoots just like a devastating line straight ahead. And it cuts everything in its path. That is your ultimate shotgun, basically. Yeah. If something wants to jump up in your face, he's going to have a bad day. Because I am going to just pull the trigger on that thing and cut him in half. There's so many times where something is leaping at me, and I shoot it with a line gun in midair, and it is so satisfying.
1: <laughs> so you have time when it's leaping at you to switch guns and then shoot it out of the air?
0: I always had the line gun equipped by default.
1: Uh, see, I also have the plasma cutter by default.
0: That's what I probably should do, because I do run out of line ammo pretty quickly, but... I feel like if it's the beginning, like usually things jump out at you fast. Things, yeah. will, things like at least three things will come at you fast, and with one shot of the line, if you aim it good enough, you can take out all three. Oh, it's awesome! It's so good.
1: I uh, have it, and I've loved it a couple of times, but I've probably only fired it four or five times in this game. Dude, use it more.
0: Yeah, I should yes, use it more. Uh, the plat- I've basically
1: been saving that in the pulse rifle. So basically, I use the I use the plasma cutter and uh, the rivet gun as my sort of get rid of all the common enemies. And I've been mostly saving the line gun and the pulse rifle for bosses or, or
0: swarms of enemies or something like that. Swarms of enemies, good. Line, the line gun is good for crowd control. If you got a ton of those little baby things running at you, that's going to kill every single one of them. Yeah. And it's it's really good. Um and just one shot is all you need. The only thing is that the line gun didn't have that many shots. I think I've upgraded the capacity once and I can carry six shots. Yeah. Um but I did get the schematic to where I can buy line ammo at the uh at the store now, so I try to stock up on it. Um so there's a few moments that we can talk about that I thought were really cool. Uh, the first one being when you're on the train.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's obviously a bunch of Necromorphs jumping into the train through the windows and stuff like that. When you make it to the very end of it, you have to jet your way to the end of it because the train has uh, came apart. Very actiony, y uh, but it, it fits with it. Yeah, it reminds me
1: of a weird YouTube video I saw recently where they took some of those flying squirrel suits
0: uh-huh.
1: and like jumped off of a, a mountain and jumped into a moving plane yeah. instead of jumping out of a plane.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, that's a perfect analogy actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after we make it there, the the a giant necromorph shows up and derails the train, and we are hung upside down. Uh, from the train, like we're like we got something wrapped around our foot, and we can't get loose. And as we're dangling there, about two feet off the ground, Necromorphs are rushing toward us, and we're having to shoot these things while hanging upside down. I thought that was a really cool moment.
1: Yep, like that, like that scene in The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, The Last of Us. <laughs>
1: Your favorite game.
0: Yeah, The Last of Us, copying Dead Space too. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Uh, but yeah. Um, and then there was that, uh, there's a few moments where you shoot out a, um, window and the vacuum into space sucks all the aliens through and you're like, you're going through the window too and you gotta shoot the emergency airlock.
1: <laughs> yeah, for some reason, like, that's the number one scene because you do it a couple of times. It's the number one scene that sticks in my mind having now that we're replaying this. Yeah. You know, all, all the corridors, all the little encounters, yeah, I vaguely remember, but the thing that sticks out to me are those scenes where the window gets blasted and you're like going along the ground towards it and you have to shoot it in time or else you get sucked out into space.
0: There was also, I don't know if you did this. I accidentally did it. I was trying, I, I accidentally hit the melee button instead of the stomp button to hit a block and I hit a window. And then I got a cutscene of Isaac trying to hold himself, uh, from, uh, from going out the window. And then <laughs> the emergency lock slams down on both of his arms and cuts his arms off and he falls over dead. <laughs> no, I didn't get that. And anymore. I was like, well, that's great. I didn't know it was going to be an instant death. On an accident. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that happened. That was fun. Yeah. Space is harsh. I know. Uh, so uh, there is two boss fights, I would say. The, the one is uh, really early on. I think Chapter 2 where you had to fight that thing in that kind of The like, wide open area. The wide open area, and it's, it's knocking down pillars and stuff like that. Yeah. Um just use stasis on that sucker. Yep. Didn't find that too difficult. Uh the other boss fight I would say is the giant monster at the uh the train. It shows back up. And it's almost like quick time events.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, this is another one. That's that's what I mentioned sort of earlier in the recording was it feels like it sh- it might as well be quick time events because It's not, but if you're, if you delay for more than a second or two, you're just dead.
0: Yeah. Or if you miss your shot. Yeah. Um, but that happens for when we finally reach, uh, uh, Dana, which we can, uh, we can talk about. So, uh, Dana wants us to go through a church. She's at the top of this church. Um, we, we get, we get kind of sidetracked. We, uh, a, uh. A giant necromorph damages. It's the same giant one we're going to run into again, but it damages the door and we can't get through it. So we have to find an alternate route. This is a cool moment too. Uh, because that's when they introduce the other nec, the the other new necromorph. I love these things, but I also hate them at the same time.
1: Yep. I was hoping you were going to mention this because as much as I like the big boss battle, like this arena battle was almost more fun
0: for me these things the best thing i can compare them to is velociraptors from jurassic park yeah they you see them scurry between cover to cover they hide they peek out look look at you then they hide again you can't ever hit them because they're so freaking fast yeah. And then eventually they get brave and they bum rush you. And when they do, it scares the shit out of you. And so yep. they, ah! and then I'm like, Oh God, you know, and they're real fast. And it's, it's so cool how they like, how they handle sound design in this game, because they, it sounds like, like what a velociraptor would sound like. It's like shrieking. Yeah. And then sometimes you'll hear them just kind of like, and sit like that. And they're like way over there in the distance and all of a sudden you see one scurry across and you're like, oh shit, where'd it go?
1: Yeah, you don't really know which <laughs> side it's going to come from. or it. Yeah, I, I really like that scene. Yeah.
0: And then I remember uh, Dana was like, okay, I think I found something. And Isaac's like, not now. <laughs> I've got bigger shit to deal with right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I like just before that when he's like, oh yeah, there's something out there. It blocked away. And he's like, hey, you might want to hurry up. There's something in here too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so one thing I should mention uh, is in Dead Space 1, Isaac was basically a silent protagonist. Uh, we never saw his face. Um, he always had that mask on, and he never spoke. In Dead Space 2, they give him a face. They also give him a voice. He's talking throughout this entire game. Um, Which
1: I, I like better. I mean, I understand the idea of a silent protagonist. You can pretend to are him, but... For me, I'd I'd rather just be told a good story. This is about Isaac. This isn't about me pretending I'm Isaac. This isn't an RPG.
0: That's true. And one of the reasons why I like it so much is because Isaac... In most games, particularly action games or something like that, you always have that hero character who either spouts off one-liners or... You know... Is the goody two shoes kind of thing? Isaac feels like a average person. Mm -hmm. You know, when he comments on, "Oh shit," you know, like he'll see something, he'll just be like, "Fuck, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah," and shit like that. Like you never see that really in games. You know, like somebody who basically responds how I would in that situation. Yeah, you know, like him was like, "All right, fucking hurry up! I got something out here," you know, or you know, stuff like that. Um, and it it really comes off as he's kind of like an everyman. Uh, and they really really drive that home, and I like that about it. Um, so yeah, uh, like I said, um, going back to the story, uh, in chapter four and five, he's supposed to be getting to um. His rescuers, uh, Dana and her, I guess, posse of people. I don't know. We never, we never, um, see much of them. Um, we, we take a detour. We go through the, the crypts. Uh, I find that really interesting because their crypts are basically keep people frozen. There's tons of like, uh, like cryotic chambers. Mm mm-hmm. And they have like a bunch of dead bodies in there. Which then results in a bunch of necromorphs being there. Um, but we finally make it. Finally make it to uh, the top of the church. And we meet with Dana. Uh, Dana's there with a few of her guys. And it's revealed. Dana's like, well, those guys are trying to kill you. We don't want you to die because, well, we need you to make more Markers. In fact, you've been. Because, surprise,
1: I'm a unitologist.
0: Yes. I am one of these crazy cultists. You have been creating markers for us for three years. That's why you don't remember. And there is no cure for what he has? Or there may be a cure and she just didn't give it to us?
1: Yeah, I'm not convinced that she even knows what the cure is, if it exists.
0: Or even if he has something, she may have just been lying to him. Yeah. Uh, he is definitely having visions because he's constantly seeing visions of his dead girlfriend. Um, There was even a part where his dead girlfriend is trying to attack him with a needle. And when he snaps out of it, he is basically <laughs> trying to shove the needle into himself. That was the only
1: one I didn't get. Where do you get the needle from?
0: Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, where'd he get that needle? just find it on the ground or something. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't really find out. In fact, we don't really see much of Dana, uh, because, uh, as she's talking to us and they're about to carry us away, uh, earth gov, uh, one of their gunships shows up and machine guns, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> including her and her guys. And, uh, in the process, they pull us into the vacuum of space, uh, while trying to murder us. At the same time, I, I guess the, the giant necromorph said this is a great time to attack. It then comes after us and gets sucked into space as well. This is where we start getting those quick time events. There's a quick time event, basically, where we're stuck in, we're floating through space, we're trying to hold on to, uh, the ship uh, that's been shooting us the gunship, uh, then the necromorph jumps onto the gunship and has us as <laughs> is, is holding on to us. And there are explosive tanks coming out of the, the gunship. We're supposed to aim and shoot one of those. It blows up the giant necromorph as well as the gunship and it shoots the explosion, then shoots him back into the space station through another window. Um, after that, um, we get back up, and we're continuing through the space station. That's when we're contacted once again by Strass, Nolan Strass, the other inmate that's been in there with us. We still think he's insane, but he's like, I know a way out of here. You need to meet up with me.
1: I got nothing, nothing better to do.
0: Yeah. It's either stay here or go with this crazy man, so... I guess that's what we got to do. And that's the end of chapter five and where we're stopping for the day. Uh, I remember some of this, but not all of it. A A lot of stuff is vaguely familiar to me. I forgot about the big double cross. I feel like, I'm getting this confused with Dead Space One because if you remember in Dead Space One, there were survivors that were trying to lead Isaac to them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then come to find out they were being controlled by the Marker. Um, and that's essentially what happened here. Uh, but they were you—you you didn't find that out till the very end of the game in Dead Space One. But yeah. yeah
1: I- The one thing I do like better about the structure of this game is that you progress through. If I remember correctly, my one of my biggest hang-ups on Dead Space One was that you kind of like every level circles back to that same platform with like a train.
0: Yeah, you always get on the train and it takes you to another part of the space station, and that's the next level or the next chapter.
1: Yeah, and I, I I didn't necessarily like that because I thought it was too formulaic. It's essentially like this game could be four chapters long or it could be 40 chapters long. It just depends how many times we want to shoot you to a different level. Yeah. It was less like one connected story than like just separate missions. Whereas, you know, this one you, you're you're progressing through and it's, it's one sort of like linear story yeah, as opposed like,
0: to this. It's like you're watching a movie. Yeah. I was here. Now I'm here. Then I got it blown up and now I'm over here. Yeah, there's just
1: something a bit too formulaic about, for me, from the first game, about returning to that same platform at every single level. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that, in my mind, you should do the first, I don't know, half the game like that and then start playing up, playing with it. Like, you try to go back, but the power's out so you can't, or, you know, you think it's your safe spot, then you get attacked. I don't know, so- something to change it up, but they-, they just didn't do anything like that for me, so it was a minor blemish but i'm I'm glad that it's different in this game yeah although it's it's sometimes kind of weird it's also they they even take that one step further of it not being formulaic like a lot of games might say yeah you play through a level have a boss fight and then you're done and then you start the next level and then you play through have a boss fight and the next one but like you said we've only had two boss fights yeah and so a lot of the times you just walk through a door and then it says chapter five (laughs) yep
0: that's, I, I like that flow better. Yeah. I guess it depends yeah. on the game though. There's sometimes where like, okay, I'll be level and I can quit. You know, it, it, there's something to a structure. Yep. In certain games. I think this, this kind of flowy kind of, uh, uh, progression is better for this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying the crap out of it. I think, uh, this is, this is a classic, uh, or it may not, it's, it, it's not old enough to be one, but this will go <laughs> down as one of the better horror games made. Yeah, uh, I would completely agree with that. Yeah, Dead Space 1 and 2 are cla- are going to be classic horror games, uh, you know, in 10 years. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. And then the, the, on top of that, there's also a new game plus mode. Where you can take all of your upgrades and play again on a harder difficulty. Which is what a lot of people do. They play hardcore mode after they've upgraded everything. Oh, right. And then try it that way. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, there's no emails. Um, nobody, nobody's playing along with us. Come on. There's gotta be one listener out there who is playing Dead Space 2 with us. If you are, I want you to send us an email. And it is Drew at ZtgD dot com.
1: Yeah, Thanksgiving's over.
0: Yeah. I know there's a shit ton of games out there that you could be playing. But I know somebody's playing Dead Space 2. Yeah, I did load up on Black Friday as well. I didn't buy anything. I haven't I have not bought anything new. Why mm-hmm. why do I need to? Yeah, I certainly didn't and don't. I've still got Witcher 3 to play through. I've still got Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild to play through. Horizon Zero Dawn. Those three games will last me a year. <laughs> I mean, they will. Yeah. Um And all I do is sit around and play Overwatch. I'm an idiot. I I need to uninstall Overwatch. That's <laughs> what I need to do. If I want to actually play the games that I have purchased this year, I need to uninstall a game that came out last year.
1: Well, as long as you can take a break for uh, Monster Hunter, oh, you you
0: best fucking believe I'm gonna take a break <laughs> for Monster Hunter. Yeah, uh, come January, there, Phoenix Down, fuck Phoenix Down, I'm gonna be playing fucking Monster Hunter.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that is my one. Like no matter what games I'm trying to finish up this year, if they don't get finished right by the end of the year, they have to be finished by the time Monster Hunter comes out.
0: Yes. Monster Hunter, they finally did it. We're finally getting a a console version of Monster Hunter.
1: (laughs) Quote, unquote, a real one. Like, I've I've been waiting for this game for a long time.
0: The thing is, is that the 3DS Monster Hunter games are fantastic. It's just playing them on the 3DS is annoying. So now I can finally, you know, because me and Jay played a lot of them together. And what we do... We'd play on our 3ds and then load up Skype and play co-op together like that way, so we could talk to each other. Mm. Why would you do that? So finally, we're getting a Monster Hunter on proper consoles. I am yep. so freaking ready for it. So yeah, uh, but that's that's it. We're good. Well, you can follow us all on Twitter. I should mention that I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And then on top of that, we started a new Twitter. I'm going to keep reminding people of that. Uh, ZTGD Content is where we post everything that goes up on the site. Reviews, podcasts, everything like that will be going there. Definitely follow that Twitter account. It's got a lot of followers. Um, and we're we're trying to convert everybody over to that instead of me retweeting shit. Ken retweeting shit. Everybody's retweeting stuff and I don't think anybody's seeing it. So, uh, but yeah, definitely check that out. Um, that's, uh, that's it for this episode. Um, we're going to continue on. We're going to be doing three up, ep- uh, three episodes for this game. So, uh, get excited. I'm, I'm really excited to can finally beat this game.
1: Yep. I'll be excited because I knew this first section I had already played through. I don't remember exactly uh, – well, I expect to know exactly the room when I see it.
0: That's what the, I'm waiting on. I'm waiting me.
1: on that, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if I'll, if we'll get there in the second episode or if it will be at the beginning of the third one.
0: I think it's going to be this episode coming up for me because I, I think it was a little bit more than halfway. Mm. I think. I can't really remember.
1: Because so far, other than the, other than the instances of do or die, the the quick time event type sections, the game hasn't been that hard. No. So I'm, I'm just I'm feeling a little surprised that it, it doesn't feel that hard. And then all of a sudden I just got stuck. I think it was just a, just a bad situation where like a, a save happened and I just well, didn't have any ammo
0: and there was nothing I could do. Other than that, it, you know, it's not real hard. Yeah. Now this is this is like complete opposite of how I experienced it because zealot mode, huh. that was a nightmare. And it, it, it was really difficult. And this one, I feel like, man, this is a breeze. I've got yeah. 47 ammo for my freaking uh, uh, plasma cutter. Are you kidding me? I feel like a Marine. Yeah. Um, that stuff runs out though. I have run out of ammo and something that I had like, Oh, 40 something shots in. It goes out yeah. fast. So, but yeah, um, that'll be it for this episode. Uh We'll be back next week with the continuation. Uh, but until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with the continuation of Dead Space 2.